And the big joke is, I spent my entire 20s worried that I'd get pregnant. I could have been screwing everything in sight. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. I should have been so lucky to get pregnant by mistake. Okay. What's with the eyes, Miranda? Nothing. You're just sitting there. You, you haven't said a word, and you're making the eyes. It's nothing. You think I'm pathetic or something? It's not about you. What's not about me? I cannot think of a worse time to tell you this. Oh, man. What the F is going on? I'm pregnant. Steve. Mercy fuck. He only has one bowl. It isn't fair. Sure. Honey, take a breath here, honey. Have a sip of water. How could you do this to me? To you? Okay, stop. Please, stop. What are you going to do? You're not even going to consider having it? This is not in my plans right now, and I really feel awful talking about this in front of you. Then I'll leave. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Mirandas. This is season four, episode 11, Coulda, Shoulda, Woulda. It's a great episode. Oh, and we have a guest, an awesome guest, an an awesome guest who is not only a loyal listener and a good friend, great friend, but Melissa was down in the ground zero of early 20s dating in New York City with me and Sarah. Oh, we were. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's like early... New York City. I was talking about this last night. I was out in Greenpoint, like bar yes. hopping, which oh like I don't do. Oh, where did you and I go? Was, I, I Twins Lounge. Twins Lounge. Some other Oaken fucking. I mean, I don't know the name Oaken of these, these places. Oaken Oak something. Oaken Iron Barrel. Yeah, it reminded me of you know 2014 mm. New York City, just mm-hmm. going around, Ooh, staying up late. Yeah. So this Drink, is yeah Melissa, aka Mel B. Hello. Welcome. Long time, long time listener, first time podcast guest. Welcome first to the time, pod. First pod ever for me, actually. Okay, this is exciting. Well, we're happy that it's with the Mirandas, and we have a great episode today. And we're in the middle of season four, and this is arguably one of the best, probably the best season of Sex in the City. Like I think season yeah. four is top notch. Like it, it really is quite. It good. is top notch. Yeah. Um. So before we get started. What character are you on the show? Who do you identify as? Oh, great question. Great Sarah. question. I feel um, I feel very much a hybrid. <gasps> Is that an answer? That's Is a, that an acceptable of course, answer? Always. Of course. You oh. could literally say anything. And I, think that, answer. I think that when I was younger, I always thought of being a Carrie because she was the most like, oh, yes, ne- almost neutral personality or she was the. Even though she's not at all, but she was the um, no. I know what you mean. She wasn't like the Samantha or Charlotte. Like she wasn't. She wasn't, she wasn't a stereotype. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And um, and now, as many others have realized, Carrie is truly an awful person. <laughs> 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 Although I really do like her in this episode. So uh, we'll I get like into her in this that. episode. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that. So later. what is this said hybrid? So I think um, it's like a Miranda. It's. It's probably 75% Miranda, a, a like 10% Charlotte because I work in the arts and and a, what percentage am I at now? <laughs> 85. It's like a 10% uh, Samantha, 5% Carrie. Yeah. Is that acceptable? But a strong, strong Miranda. Yeah. And influence. I think 
Yeah. And I think most people have like, you know, it's like one of those BuzzFeed quizzes and you figure out like you're like 85% Gryffindor and then they tell you some (laughs) other things. Like I think that like if they did like a Sex and the City BuzzFeed quiz, which there must be one, right? I think that you could like, they would give you some percentage points in one way. Like no one is just one character. Maybe some people are, but I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard you guys uh, say who you are. Obviously you're the Mirandas, but... Yeah, we're the fucking Marines. <laughs> but actually, but Gilly, what, what little kind of like what other drops do you have in you? Like what like what are the other percentage points for you? I think you? there's a carry drop in there, I have to be honest with myself. I think there's a carry drop in that I just I like her like kind of um I don't know, she is kind of like she's kind of like funny and punchy and kind of goofy sometimes. And so I think Yeah. So I think I think I've got that kind of accent of Carrie in me. I think I have like a, a healthy dose of narcissism. And I think that <laughs> like I, I, I think Carrie like has that and she yeah. has it on full display. And, yeah. and I think we we resent her for it. But I think there's yeah. a part of me that like, you know, I was like, oh, I would maybe do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and like, I think she just kind of ruminates and has anxiety. And I kind of oh, connect with there that. There we go. Like that, that, okay, like, that's, that's truly it. Rumination. Um, Can you ask me the question at the end of the episode and maybe my my hybrid will change percentage-wise as I become a little bit more self-aware throughout this journey? So Sarah, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. So Sarah, why don't you do your famous recap? Okay, so this episode, I mean, like throughout the episode, we're talking about regrets, what they could have done, what they should have done, what they will do, coulda, woulda, shoulda, right? But they're rewriting the past and writing their futures in this episode. Charlotte's episode is still dealing with her fertility Mm. issues with Trey. She's coming to the realization that she might be, her body might be the issue in this Mm. case. She ends up finding out that she has a 15% chance of conceiving naturally. So this, again, is pushing that story forward between her and Trey of having trouble conceiving. Yeah. Um, Carrie in this episode really doesn't have like her own plot point. She's kind of looking back on the past when she had an abortion. And then she it's also how it's relating to her current relationship and how she wants to be seen to be seen, like what kind of woman has an abortion? Who is she Mm. to her current partner? And really, she's kind of playing the supportive friend in this episode, which was interesting. Her plot point storyline wasn't driving this episode. You're pregnant? Really? No, I just thought it might be a fun thing to say. Um, Miranda in this episode finds out that she's pregnant from her quote unquote mercy fuck with Steve and she's deciding what to do. She's leaning towards getting an abortion and towards the end of, end of the episode, we realize that she's keeping the baby. We get baby, baby Brady. That's who that's who is coming along. And then we have Samantha who has this like completely unrelated plot point about something like she should have done better. She is Lucy Lou's potential PR rep mm. and uses like Lucy Liu's clout and status to try to get yeah. a Birkin bag, which we essentially her into. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, her and baby. her good. baby, good her point. kind of baby and like trying to get this thing and all the things that she would do to get it. Um, and which kind of just like blows up in her face. Yeah. So it's an interesting episode. I don't know if there's like a pun that's weaved through it other than them saying like coulda, woulda, shoulda a bunch of times, which I think is this like, Seinfeld homage, yada yada yada. Yeah, it's yeah, like their yeah. version yeah. of yada yada yada. Their coulda woulda shoulda. So, and I think mm-hmm. yes, yeah, Samantha's the one who says it a bunch of times, and she does it like ah coulda woulda shoulda. Oh, she does say it in that like very yeah. New York New Yorkian way. Um, so yeah, so kind of talking about the past and the future. 
um, and how that's leading the girls like in their current actions in the present. Yeah. So I kind of want. Yeah, I think it's great. Thank you, Sarah. I um, wanted to throw the floor. Great recap. Great recap. Wonderful. (laughs) I I wanted to throw the floor to Mel B and just ask, you know, do you want to give a cold reading? What do, where do you want to start? Where do I want to start? Um, I want to start with Carrie in this episode yeah. because I find it interesting that it's like it's the first episode in a while because she's been so horrendous in the previous episodes, especially in relation to Aiden and ex- like and treating him so terribly that I thought it was interesting in this episode. She becomes a supportive character and she becomes her most compelling self. Mm hmm. So Miranda and Charlotte are really at the center of this episode and Carrie is just there as a friend. And she I think she's incredible for and it's refreshing to see that side of her after she's been so narcissistic and so selfish uh, with her relationship with Aiden and Big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the first times we're seeing her really in friend action. Like, there was a couple carry trackers I think I had in this episode, um, but nothing alarming, nothing, like, completely horrendous like we saw last week with with inviting, you know, Big up to Aiden's cottage. Um, the but entire you're right, like, episode was a carry tracker. Yeah, Just a giant yeah. carry oh tracker. Um, and you're right, like, how even her and Aiden are in this episode. Like, they're kind of cute. And, like, it's just a typical couple. Like, I feel like this is them at their prime. Like, they have that scene in the bathroom where she's like, you know, you know, because she makes a, um, Aiden not tell Steve. And he's yes. like, how could you do that? But it's like oh, this, playf- this playfulness yeah. between them. They're in the bathroom. And it's a really, really cute dynamic between them in this episode. Um, yeah, Sarah, I yeah, we we watched it twice together. We've, actually. we've watched it twice. Um, yeah. And each time that scene comes and I had to like I had to go to the bathroom and pee. And I'm like, I can't I can't pee yet because I love this scene so much. They yeah. are like very authentic in that moment. And I yeah, I I actually had a question about their relationship in this episode, if you don't mind. Oh, please. please ask away. Um. I was well, I thought it was really funny because there's that also in the beginning, there's a scene where she's debating whether or not to tell Aiden about um, Miranda being pregnant and it being Steve's baby. First of all, all I thought was like, that's me when I'm considering like violating an NDA. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like, do I do do I do I do it? I have to. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, But also, uh. I wonder if you guys feel like you've ever been conflicted divulging information to your partner. You stole my question. I love it. That was my question, too. That was yeah. <laughs> I love this. And it reminds me of all those like TikTok or like Instagram reels where it's like your secret's safe with me and my husband. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, my question was along um, a similar line, which is like, if you tell a very close friend something personal, is the expectation that they're going to keep it to themselves or is it fair game that they tell their significant other? I think a lot of people would say that they share everything with their significant other. Yeah, I think. What do you guys think? I think that's that that works. 
Yeah, I think, um, but I think I've had like a similar thing with Aiden where I like told the significant other and then I got like a negative response and I was like, and so. Mm-hmm. Oh, I completely have. Yeah. Yeah. And you're but like, I kind of understand yeah. too yeah. because he feels like he's put between a rock and a hard oh, place. Oh, he's put in a really hard place because Steve's his like best friend. Yeah, that, it gets complicated when there's like multiple stakeholders who like know yes. each other in it. So like. Carrie sharing a secret to Aiden, but Aiden is Steve's friend. Now she's like, but you and me trump you. And so it's it's like a complicated hierarchy of like dynamics and relationships, like who's closest, who has to keep it. Um, I know that I remember telling like the Dakota and I have this like couple friend and the his friend's girlfriend told me something about their relationship. And I was like, fuck, I have to tell Dakota this. And then when I told Dakota, he's like, I wish you hadn't told me that because it makes me see him differently now. Right? And it's kind of a very similar thing in which, like, I was like, but I can't keep this to myself. Like, I have to tell you it. Um, I know. I think that what it comes down to is that I'm just not a person who can keep that like things to I'm not satisfied unless yeah. I can tell my yeah. significant other something. Well, I was going to ask you in yeah. this particular situation, do you think Carrie should have told Aiden about Miranda being pregnant with Steve's baby? I I I was curious if this was a Carrie track or not. I don't think it is because I think when you're that close with somebody like a significant mm-hmm. other, like it did Miranda specifically say you can't tell Aiden or was it just implied? That it was a secret. This is a pretty big secret. This isn't like, oh, she, you know, like got something at work. You know, I this think is Miranda like a huge thing. messed up by not saying something. If I if I were Miranda, I would literally be like, you cannot tell Aiden. That's a very good point. I think that if yes. she had explicitly said, please, like on our friendship, yeah. do not tell Aiden yeah. until I figure out what I want to do. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think Carrie still would have done it. Do you? Yeah, I think from and this isn't it past would have been the same episode. exact scene, too. She would be like going back and forth in her closet trying to figure out what she's yeah. debating whether there's or not a, to tell him. Yeah, there's another episode, maybe in season three or early season four, where cares that they're at the brunch and they're like, Carrie, you told her. And she's like, I also like to gossip while reading Vogue in my phone. Like yeah, Carrie yeah, yeah, likes yeah, to yeah. tell secrets. So yeah, there's yeah, been a yeah. past where like <laughs> Carrie has a very hard time telling secrets. And um, I think for a lot of women sharing intimate details about people's lives is kind of like a social currency. So it's my, called fucking call it, gossip, oh, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, okay, no, but but I think there's gossip and then there's bonding over like emotional vulnerabilities. Oh, okay, And I yeah. think women a lot of the times are very centered on like what is happening with people. I think we're very yeah, emotional yeah, 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 yeah. in the sense of like, okay, here's this like intense thing that's happening. Yeah. And, I, and I, I'm not like making an excuse for gossip because I think there is gossip. And I yeah. think gossip is the intent where like, there's some kind of like little bit of like harm and judgment behind it yeah whereas this is like here's this like kind of emotional yes. thing that i i want to share and i think women tend to share a lot like dakota will hear you and i talking and he's like whoa that's a <laughs> lot of what you're talking about so and I we'll think- go into the intricacies we'll be mm-hmm. like was there like a vein on the penis and like how big was the vein <laughs> right and so i think for women it and it creates left. a lot of bonding there's a ton of bonding in that exchange of like social information That's um so you true. know good and bad but i so i i, I get carrie's like I've, i would 100 say something unless i was explicitly told not to yeah I explicitly think, told not to 
Yeah, well, okay, so I actually have another question, and um, I was thinking about this after the first time Mel B and I watched a couple nights ago, because um, I'm up in SF visiting Mel B, and et, here. et cetera, and Melissa just moved here, and so we watched the episode, like, right when I arrived, and so, yeah, my other question is, I was thinking about this, I was on a walk, and I said, I'm, like, recently single, so I feel like I need to worry about these kinds of things again. I mean, I think you always need to kind of worry about getting pregnant, you know, but like, I think now that yeah. I'm single, it's, it's different, right? Because mm-hmm. I could potentially get pregnant, pregnant with someone I don't have that, like, you know, significant other bond with, as we discussed. And mm-hmm. so I was kind of walking on the street and I was thinking, do you feel like you need to tell a guy that he got you pregnant? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what the here's the thing. I went to this like manor school growing up and like that wasn't covered. Like, I don't know. Like, what is the (laughs) what is the manner? What is like the like the social courtesy for that? I I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think it totally depends on the situation. Right. Yeah. If you. okay, saloon. Carrie's guy. Carrie's saloon. No, I don't think there is any obligation to tell him. It whatsoever. Okay, Steve? what if it's not, not a one yeah. night stand, but it's like maybe a peripheral, mutual, mutual, another mutual friend, where it's like it's you, still somewhat maybe in the circle, but not too tight in the circle, and you get pregnant from that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you I tell think them? it just comes down to what what do you want to do, right? But is there yeah is there an expectation? To tell this person if it's been a few weeks and it's kind of someone who's within your social group. And do you say, and I'm like getting an abortion, like, or do you ask them? No, it's I mean, obviously, it's your choice. And I think, you know, this episode is so timely that we're covering this with everything that's going on with Roe versus Wade and just kind of the world. And it's adds more weight almost to the conversation. Absolutely, because there are places in which people don't even have that right. Like there's mm-hmm. they don't like the converse, like who cares about if you keep, you know, keeping mm-hmm. it secret or not. You don't even have like the choice to. Um, and so the fact that this conversation was happening in like 2000 and there's like no mention of that, like if it was on now, like talking about abortion on TV, uh, you're right. We'd have so much more weight because it's now just like it's so threatened in our country. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that, like, wondering if you have to tell someone, like, let's say, like, if I got pregnant now, like, of course, right? Like, you, like, it, it really depends on, like, mm-hmm. the, the the deepness of the relationship and really what you want out of that person. I don't know if you, like, necessarily have to tell somebody because it is your body. Um, but, like, it's interesting. Like, if you, if you keep it, you got to tell them. But I guess if you have an abortion, you don't. I, I don't fully, I don't think there is, like, a right or wrong answer. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. I think it's really it's in the gray. I'm area. curious what I'm curious what men would think. Like, would they want to know? I, I think a lot of men would want to know. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. I don't know. I've heard of like two different scenarios through people I know in which someone decided to keep a baby from a one night stand and it like put the man into I, I personally think an unfair 
position because in one scenario, this was a guy I dated. It was like his cousin who did this. She was trying to collect um, child, oh, support. child support. And I was like, God, that just seems kind of rude. But wow. and then in the other like scenario, yeah. like I think that the guy, which is, you know, nice of him. He was kind of like, whoa, it was a one night stand. But he has elected to like be part of the kid's life and have joint custody and um but i think i don't know i don't know what i'm even really saying but i kind of wanted to like pivot the combo a little bit because pivot away (laughs) while we were watching the episode you know uh aiden you know of course asked carrie have you ever had an abortion and she lies yeah. And and mm-hmm. Melissa just kind of because we're just like out out thinking out loud, expressing ourselves out loud. It's like, gosh, like, why didn't like, why did she feel the need to lie? Even though we kind of know the answer. Yeah. to it, Right. Yeah. And I even I wrote this down because I I it was the second time we were watching, so <laughs> which is probably like the 30th time you and I have watched. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've seen this episode so many times and I still say, why did she lie? And then at the end of it, I wrote down, wait, I judged her for lying, even though I would probably like, even though she was trying to avoid being judged. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and like, I've definitely been in a situation where I've I've fudged or massaged the truth in fear of judgment. But of course, of (laughs) course, but I kind of want a partner. Yeah, yeah, I kind of want to get a little bit deeper because it's not like it's not just about like fudging the truth. It's like there's this sexual component as a woman, right? Like yes. there's this. Yes. There's a, and Carrie says like I just wanted him to think of me in a certain way, and I feel like I've kind of fudged, you know, about if anyone has ever asked me about. I don't know how much I've done this, but if anyone's asked more like details about sexual partners, and you, you, your subconscious just feels like. They're trying to kind of figure you out. Like, are you sexually active? Are you a slut or not? Are you a Jezebel? Are you, you know, are you, you know, and you've, and, you know, I think Aiden kind of probably was probing with that kind of layered judgment. And she's kind of wanted to give him the answer that she thinks he probably wanted. Do you think that he was probbing with some kind of judgment? I think, well... But just he, because I'm such an Aiden fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think he just, he, there might have been some judgment there, but I thought he was asking more out of a, more out of care for her or just curiosity oh. or mm-hmm. wanting to know if she's ever had to gone, go through something yeah. that um, conflicting and difficult. What do you think, Sarah? I think that Carrie and Aiden, well, I, I was joking about this in the end, you know, when Carrie does um, admit to Aiden that she had the abortion, I was like, he, I, I'm just imagining Aiden say like, I don't care about that. I care that you fucked a guy for months behind my back. Like, talk about like, like, talk about like moral judgments. Like, right. dude, Carrie, who like had like an insane affair that ripped this guy's heart out. Like, so it's just interesting that she kept that a secret. So, but I do think that their relationship is layered with this kind of background knowledge that that Carrie cheated and she did something that was sexually promiscuous and kind of wrong. And so I think there's maybe a part of her that fears of looking even worse, like somebody who was also promiscuous and got a one night stand, didn't use a condom, had to have an abortion. So I think Carrie is protecting the part of her that wants Aiden to still see her as like good. And she's already in her past shown that she cannot, she can be bad. Um, So it's almost like, 
to to withhold that information will kind of just try to keep how he sees her in a more pristine way. Um, Yeah. But I feel like I feel here's a question for for Gilly here, Mm. because um, (laughs) we're both in similar situations. Yeah, we've both recently gotten out of long term relationships and we're with Australians with Australians (laughs) (laughs) and we're we're dating again. And I like it's been a while for both of us. How Mm -hmm. do you feel? Are you um, are are you trying to fudge any (laughs) facts about yourself to maintain a certain look? Not any, not a, not anymore in life. I, don't, I feel like I feel anymore. the urge to, <laughs> and I'm trying to avoid it because the last time we were dating, I was in my 20s, and like, yeah. and the three of us when we were all dating in our early 20s, surely uh, tried to maintain our. I can speak for myself, but yeah, yeah. Well, I was um, definitely trying to come across as someone, and I'm trying to fight that urge. Well, I think for yeah, me, I, I, yeah. I think the reality is that women are judged more harshly yes. for their sexual behavior mm-hmm. and there's more social consequences for mm-hmm. women's sexual behavior than men. Whereas like if a, you found out like a guy got a girl pregnant mm. um, or a girl got pregnant, it's almost it, it's this it's like this classic stereotype boys will be boys where there's like women have more like of this moral responsibility for their sexual behavior and like that's mm-hmm. deeply rooted in like you know, certain like religious values, like cultural things. And like, you know, it's, it's, I I just think women are just judged so much more harshly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember in college being very embarrassed that somebody had kind of made a joke that I'd hooked up with a bunch of people. Yeah. And I remember being like, those guys hook up with people all the fucking time. Exactly. Why are they not judged? It was like a yeah. couple of people. No, like, and, and I remember this like feeling yeah. of being so ashamed and yeah. feeling like, okay, well, everyone's kind of having fun. And fun. then I'm like, oh no, like I'm now seen as almost like dirty of that feeling. Mm. Like almost like, like I had been like torn. I, I don't, I, yeah, like, like there's some shame in it. And so I think messy. people, yeah. And it wasn't, so you get like, it wasn't if other you've been. guys that I was worried about uh, judging or no, what? no, sorry. I was, I felt more judged by other women. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I I think there's, so if you've been judged in the past, there is this kind of knee-jerk reaction to like kind of just protect yourself and be like, I don't want to feel shamed by women or men. Um, And I think, you know, like I was thinking about like a a question on the podcast. I don't think I would put a question like if you've had an abortion or not. I don't, I don't think that's something people divulge with. It's even asking like if you've had an STD or not. A lot of like there is still a lot of shame about sexual behavior. And even though we talk about sex a lot on TV, there's like depictions mm. of gratuitous sex, like the consequences that can come from sex, like disease and pregnancy are there's still so much stigma around those mm-hmm. that like we can say I'm like so pro choice, but I don't know if everyone really talks but if they've if they've had to experience that or even if they have like an STD, you know, do you know what I'm saying that it's like these stigmatized aspects of sex oh, that are hard 100%. to talk about. Like I, I, you know, in college, I think the last time I was, I've taken plan B was a few times in college. And it was a lot of the times it was like the stupid, not wearing a condom because you're caught up in the moment and you're feeling it and you're just dr- probably drunk and you mess up and or maybe you're wearing your socks outside. <laughs> <laughs> you're outside. You're yeah. Outside, you know, 
The socks, but, socks and that's it. Or the condom um, fell off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, Lord. It, it was interesting, yeah. though, to watch Carrie just be like, you know what? We were 18 years old and the condom broke. And she was like, well, actually, there was no was- condom. And I was 20. Well, that was a lie also. I was 22. <laughs> and it's like... Yeah, maybe that's the carry tracker of the Well, the I, I don't... Well, the line, the fibbing it. But I, I get that. I kind of resonated with that, which is like, she's still trying to kind of soften, pad the blow of this quote-unquote stupid mistake, which is really normal thing that happens. Um, you know, yeah. but... Yeah. I will tell our younger listeners. Well, I don't even know if we have younger listeners, but like we have protection. But like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, I'm sure Carrie thought I was 22. I should have known better. But yeah, so I think there is 22 is so young. Yeah. And and also just kind of the bounce back what you were saying, Sarah, like in college, I definitely felt like I came off as like a, a slutty person, too, at one point. And like. Yeah. No, I was like, you were, you were, you were slut. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. No, and like, and and also like, what is a slut? Like, I I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's it's just a relative conversation because you could talk to people in the South who like, you know, like in like, like deep Christian things, like you kiss a guy out of like, you know, dating and it's considered slutty. So I feel like the like metric for like, what is a slut in like a liberal city must be like, it's a little bit tough, but um, I don't know where I was going with that, but um, no, I think yes, that was a word that was thrown around so much in the yeah, in, like what? when we were yeah. in middle school and yes. high school, yeah. And I just don't, I don't hear it as much anymore. Maybe that's because we're in our thirties. I and hear it in like a positive light now, which yeah, is yeah, like, exactly. I, I love I, you, slut. Yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm having a slut phase right now. Ooh, I love Ooh. that for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ooh, you I need to find out. a slutty top. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I think, have women co-opted the term now? Have oh, like, we <laughs> we've taken it back? <laughs> we've reclaimed. God, college is a tough time for women and like sexual behavior. It yeah, it really yeah. is. And I remember just. Because also I didn't know who I was or what I wanted. And and I was pressured by every aspect of life. And then we like throw ourselves into situations that might that we look back on and I'm like, oh, God, I can't believe I I did that. That's so not me. But I felt like I I also I or the person I was with or what I was trying to do to get someone's attention. Jesus Christ. I was like so desperate in in moments. It's hard to look back on that version of myself with empathy and not judgment. And I think I'm like getting to a place where I can, but there's a part of me that thinks like, oh my God, like you, you had no sense of your self-worth and so much of your self-worth was being derived from how you wanted men to see you. And so, you know, talking about kind of connecting it back to Carrie wanting Aiden to see her a certain way, like that's a very relatable concept of mm-hmm. like so much of my self-worth is being defined by how you see me. Like, am I good? Am I pretty? Am I this? And I think a lot of women, like a lot of their self-definition comes from how men see them. And so you get why Carrie may have done that in this episode, because like I've definitely done that. Like, like yeah. think I'm pretty, think I'm funny, think I'm this. Do you like me? Do you want me? And so much of like your early teens and 20s was was like, doing that and then it feels kind of gross when you reflect on that yeah i thought this was great writing for the show yeah it was was. it's a a powerful episode 
Yeah, and it's hitting on exactly what we've been talking about in, in that topic of the expectations of women without really like uh, explicitly saying that, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but and also, I, think, I wanted yeah. to just like say one thing about judgment as well and uh, the stigma of abortion. Even Miranda was judged by her healthcare professional. Oh, right? yeah. No judgment. Mm-hmm. We don't do we don't do those. Yeah, no judgment. Yeah. I also love the line when she calls her doctor's office and she's like, um, I'm pregnant and I need not to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Actually, one of my Miranda-isms and like, I mean, this probably would not be on the air now. Um, when she was talking about how she got pregnant and she's yeah. like, you know, his one ball, my, my lazy ovary, it's like the special Olympics of conception, which yes. like wouldn't happen now. And I'm a special education teacher and I just, I thought it was like so funny how it's she described it. Isn't it. No special Olympics. It, or no. Yeah. She says special Olympics. Is it now Paralympics? I think it's still special. So special Olympics is Paralympics is for people with like, Maybe like oh, a missing leg or yeah. something. Like there's something that oh my god, I should know this. Maybe cut this out. Maybe <laughs> Special Olympics out. is very different. <laughs> Maybe we'll just, <laughs> just snip that like, out. It's so politically incorrect, <laughs> and we can't even fucking decipher the difference between special people and like people without legs. <laughs> should we say that again? <laughs> I'm keeping it in. Keeping no, I don't know. Um, oh, but, but I'll be canceled. Like, what was yeah. the other? Um, well, the other line is. Well, I was laughing there because this um, banter between Carrie and Miranda was so good because Carrie's like, you're sleeping with Steve. And Miranda goes, slept once, singular. It was a mercy fuck. I felt bad. He only had one ball. <laughs> and he's and she says something along the lines like, apparently the other one was purely ornamental or something. Yeah. yeah. I, she says, he had one ball and I have a lazy ovary. And what sick and twisted world does that create a baby? (laughs) So good. I mean, it's you kind of forget how Brady came to be (laughs) and how this child was conceived, and that like Miranda and Steve weren't together. This wasn't planned. This was by accident. This wasn't even out of like love (laughs) or attraction. It was out of kind of you're right, pity. And we've been talking about re-watching the show post and just like that and how we were really dissatisfied mm. with Miranda and Steve's the dissolution of their relationship. Mm. But as we rewatch it, their relationship has taken on a completely different tone mm. when you go back and you watch the, the breaks they had, the conflict mm. they had. Um, she didn't have sex with them because she's like, I, I really want you right now. And mm-hmm. I like am so into you this. It was like, I feel bad for you. And that's why it was funny Ooh. at brunch when Samantha's like, mercy fuck. And Miranda's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Um, so, I oh, should we, we talk about that that brunch? Yeah, and Charlotte. Because yeah. we were making, yeah. So Charlotte walks in with a Tampax like satin or what was the ancient oh. scroll? It was ancient. those cardboard ones that you like. Yeah, those cardboard <laughs> ones. Those cardboard ones I love. And so she comes <laughs> in and she's like pissed that she has her period because it means that she's not getting pregnant, even though she's having so much sex with Trey. It's me. I probably can't have a baby. Don't say that. It's true. Trey checked out fine. It's me. I know it's me. It's not you. Then what is it? I keep hearing all these stories about people getting pregnant just looking at each other. And I do it on my head, on on my side, on my back, on on, on the top, on the bottom, on the top, then the bottom. Now this is breast Do you know how many times Trey and I have done it without a condom? 73. Mm. Have you any idea how much 
perfectly fine semen that is. And she's just like, God, I hate all these people who just stare at each other and like get pregnant, which is like kind of what happened. <laughs> the sick and twisted way to conceive a baby. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's so, well, it was interesting because we were watching, you know, basically Miranda has to kind of tell Charlotte like, mm-hmm. I'm pregnant and it's Steve's. And Charlotte's like, how could you do this to me? And she ends up storming off and, we're watching and yeah, Melissa said, yeah, like Samantha really was great in this moment. She was great. Yeah. She said to Miranda after Miranda implied that she's not keeping it or something, yeah. she's not keeping the baby. What does Samantha say? She says, don't go there. Don't after Miranda's feeling bad about Charlotte. Samantha says, don't go there. Yeah. Just don't this judge is yourself. Your, don't judge yourself. This is your choice. She didn't mean it. All she can think about right now is babies. She makes me sound so... Don't do that. Okay, it's less than a desirable situation, but it happens. We've all been there. I haven't. I've had two. Carrie, how many have you had? Uh, one. Oh, right. That waiter at TGI Fridays. TGI Fridays? Please, can we not make this worse than it was? He was a waiter at the saloon, okay? And let me remind you... In 1988, the saloon was very happening. Apparently. (laughs) Yeah, this happens. Yeah. I thought that in the rest of the episode, Samantha's just doing the coulda, woulda, shoulda thing. And she's Mm -hmm. being a terrible uh, publicist for Lucy Liu. But in that moment, I thought she was a good friend. And I do think loyal that's what Samantha. This, loyal yeah. Samantha. Yeah, loyal Samantha. And that's what this episode is mostly about, I think. Yeah, and it's funny. I mean, there's a line, both times we watched it, we burst out laughing when um, Samantha's like trying to clear the air and is like, it's not like women can have abortion. Like it, it happens. And Samantha's like, I've had two. Carrie, how many have you had? And Carrie goes, um, one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just the one. But yeah, and I I think, well, and Samantha is somebody who is pretty empowered by her sexual decisions and, um, and who and how she sees herself. And there really wasn't any shame in how she said two, right? Like there'd be some people that are like, oh, two, like it's happened to me twice. And, but she, I think she, in a lot of the show, Samantha was normalizing a lot of sexual behavior that would be deemed like immoral in society. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think her character in a lot of ways was sometimes pushed female sexuality to an extreme. But I think it was kind of necessary to have certain conversations about women's sexuality. But in terms of the abortion, like she was so matter of fact, she was so supportive in this episode. Um, I like how the line she says something like, about like conception, like all these unruly children in restaurants, like some like flipping <laughs> yeah, exactly. concert about kids. Yeah. How do you account for them? <laughs> How do you account for them? Um, but I think you know when you're because you know Charlotte presents this whole other topic about pregnancy, fertility, abortions that mm-hmm. really is I think super like t- more talked about now <gasps> about just fertility, but particularly infertility. Like, mm-hmm. and I think people you're told growing up like how not to get pregnant, but you're yes. not ever told like how to get pregnant oh, if you would such want a good to. Point. Yeah. And right, and I, and or I the complications, the difficulty in getting pregnant. We hear about this ease of just feeling magically knocked up. Like how many times? Yeah, you, 
Have you been paranoid you are pregnant? I've been paranoid when I'm pregnant when I haven't had sex. Oh, yeah. I'm paranoid that I'm pregnant right now and yeah. I haven't been having sex. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I've I've had an IUD since I was 20. I've had my third IUD. Like, there's no – it's, like, locked down. Like, I'm just not getting pregnant and I'll still have the fear, like <gasps> – and not right. really as much anymore. <laughs> but so and, – and I, and I think people – there's a lot of misconceptions about, like, how easy it is to get pregnant – um, and I, so I, I like that they included this storyline for Charlotte, that she has this like strong desire to be a mother, but you know, she's, I, how old is she? Is she 34? She's probably 34, 33, 34. I think she's 34. 35. And I think, you know, um, you know, we have some, you know, facts about fertility and infertility, but I remember what I, I think I've mentioned this in the podcast before when I went to see my general practitioner and I'm 32 and she was like, well, are you planning to have children? I was like, <gasps> don't bring that up to me, Nadia. Yeah. Like, I can't talk I'm about it. I'm too young she's, to think no, about No, I was like, are you kidding me? I'm so young. <laughs> and she's, and I kind of said, that. I was like, oh, well, like, that's not in the cards right now. And she's like, well, you're 32 in two or three years. That would be considered like a high risk geriatric pregnancy. Geriatric, I don't think they, oh my God. I don't know if they fully call that anymore, but that is a term that's used, which is a higher risk. And it it frightened me. It I made know. me feel like, oh my God, I'm in this like window now of, of where it's like, I should, is that sh- what I should be doing? Is that, is this my, like my window of opportunity? Is it going to be so hard if I were to try after 35? Um, so I think this was a, a great topic for the show to cover because I think women our age, like this is something maybe not necessarily we're thinking about, but like, I know I am. And I don't know if I even really want kids, but I know that I'm kind the of- option. I want to I want it to just be like how you kind of hear about it, right? Like you have sex and you get pregnant. Yeah. So I, I like that they told rushed. this other. Yeah. But maybe yeah. that's also maybe that's a generational thing too. But I yeah, don't, don't I rush don't, me. Don't rush yeah. me. I'm not ready. So yeah. yeah. So we actually met with our friend Tori who works as a child she's, oncologist NP. Yeah, she's a nurse practitioner in pediatric oncology out here. She's an incredible incredible woman. And, and she, she, yeah, she gave us some some facts about fertility and which is um, interesting because I was like, how do you? I mean, obviously she knows this through her work, but like she knew this specifically because because children with before like going through chemo, the kids like some kids can preserve or teens, they, yeah, um, there they will ask. I think parents and, and kids if they want to go through uh, fertility preservation. Which she, it was really interesting. She was saying, mm-hmm. obviously, it's a lot easier for for young men uh, or boys. Teen boys. Like teen boys um, than women or young <laughs> girls. And, um, but they they are all offered, I think, this opportunity, opportunity because chemo will compromise fertility in, in some um, some cases. Yeah. Or, or like, yeah, yeah. It's really complicated, but, um, so we got some, it's definitely beyond our, yeah, but it's interesting because Tori said, uh, sperm, she's like, she was like, don't quote me on this, but (laughs) sperm survives in the female body for 48 hours. So technically, um, you should only need to have sex every other day at peak ovulation times. That yeah, isn't it that like there's like um, a, a window within the month? There's only like six, you know, five to seven days in which like it's prime pregnancy time that you could like possibly get pregnant. I think so. Do you guys know anyone who 
Uh, do you have friends who are not on birth control, but just use their cycle like as yes. birth control? What do you mean just use their not- cycle? You mean the rhythm method where they're just like... Or they take their temperature or they check their like cervical mucus or something. Yeah, but they are... Are they having sex without a condom? They're having sex without a condom, not with the intention to get pregnant, but they're just timing it kind of around their schedule or they're probably pulling out. I don't know anyone who does that, but yeah, I think, isn't it the first week um, after your, gosh, we don't know, the first week after your period? All right. There are only six days in a woman's menstrual cycle when pregnancy is possible. The six days of pregnancy is possible are what's known as a woman's fertile window. Exactly when these days occur in a menstrual cycle depends on how long the cycle is. And this can vary a lot among women. The six days of the fertile window include the day of ovulation when an egg is released from the ovary and five days beforehand. So pregnancy is possible if you have sex intercourse on these days. Your chance of becoming pregnant is greatest if you have sex during the two days leading up to ovulation or on the day of ovulation. And I think that's why- after you, you always hear like I'm ovulating, like yeah. remember, like I, Charlotte said, like I'm ovulating. Trey, come get this right. baby, give me. You know, so I think there's is that when he's in the bathtub with Bunny. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Great. I, I think if you're trying to get pregnant, like a lot of people, you know, that saying, like we're trying, we're trying, really, we're just like we're having sex, we're having yeah. sex we're a lot, trying. and I think, yeah. but I think if you are having trouble that's when it gets very specific and there's like okay this is what we need to narrow in on this is like to like optimize getting pregnant um i don't know a ton about this i i mean what is that ovulation window is it right after your period or is it like the second week after your period god damn why don't we know this (laughs) i don't you should have had a lot better sexual health well, okay, well, yeah. well, let's look at you have the phases of the menstrual cycle. OK, yeah. so there's four phases, which is the menstrual phase, the follicular phase, the ovulation phase and the luteal phase. So the menstrual phase is like when you're actually like the the lining is like shedding. Right. And then something with follicles and ovulation. So I think it's like in the, I think it's like <laughs> something, something, with follicles. something with follicles. <laughs> hey, wait, it's too funny. Okay. Have you guys it's so on embarrassing it, that we don't know that? No. You know what? I, you, Okay, have you seen those videos on Instagram of the woman like um bros like asking bros about women's oh, health yes. about like we right? And I think the- there should be another one where it's like women asking women about yeah. men's <laughs> cycle like really ovulation. <laughs> I know you're I know cuz I I feel like I mean the men yes they were so stupid but I'm also like I'd have to like have to have Google out all the time to just like fully know it. I think there is something empowering about really knowing more about your body. I I mean I I I'm gonna look into it. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna get this. <laughs> I would like okay. to know when the ovulation is. Is it the first week after your period? Is it the second week? But it's, I think it's the third week. The third week. Okay. And so, oh right, because I think they said the first week after your period, you can have unprotected. I mean, you shouldn't, but you can have unprotected sex technically that first week after your period, right? Because I don't like, trust my body. I don't trust my body. Um, it's essentially like have you have you guys ever used the Clue app? No. no. Okay. I was obsessed with the Clue app because I have an IUD. I don't have a period anymore. Like, yeah. I haven't had a period. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't had a period in probably like maybe nine years. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Maybe health. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. There, I'm I sure just studs- recently got my IUD out after seven years and I forgot what it was like to have a period. And I've just it's been crazy. Like, 
bleeding through my pants every period <sighs> cycle. <laughs> I'm yeah, I don't know, but I still get like kind of PMS symptoms. Um, and the clue app is really interesting because mm-hmm. it's like this little circle and you just like start tracking it. And when you look like, you know, the first, if you think of like, you know, the month as a cycle in a circle, the first chunk of it is like, that's like when you're menstruating, when you're bleeding. And then there's like kind of a little break. And then in the middle of that cycle, that's when you ovulate. And then it then goes into like, if nothing happens with that egg, it's nothing like you don't, don't become pregnant. It then turns into like that PMS and then the shedding again. Cause like you PMS before you get your period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's like bleed, stop, ovulate, stop, like PMS. Like I think if you were to like look at that like cycle, oh, I think ovulation is right in the middle of that cycle between um period like bleeding and PMS. This is well, why so we need I don't know. Fertil our listeners who have any knowledge of fertility, please again. Okay. My sister, sister, my sister right? is l- probably listening to this in the car and yelling in her car as a wait like on her way back from work. Whenever we talk about anything medical, she's like, no. No, 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 no. So we're always, I think, a little off the mark. But it's okay. She, after this, she'll message me when she listens to it, and then we'll do like a an editor's note. You I know, like this is what was wrong. But have you heard of the term which our friend Tori told us about? An ovulatory cycle. I haven't heard that. It's when you have the full cycle, except your ovaries do not release an egg, so the uterus is still producing a limit. Uh, period, I guess. And shedding. and uh, Lining and shedding every month, but you do not produce an egg, which I thought was really interesting. I, I That is really interesting. And I, I think just, for some reason, it, it's it's hard for me to think of the word egg. I don't know why. <laughs> that always, it always weirds me out. It feels like a little hen and with her little eggs. And it's just I a little remember, too cute. It's a little too sweet. A little too yeah, exactly. Chuggy. It's chuggy. Eggs are chuggy, <laughs> um, dude. And, no, and I, you know, and I think it's, I think one of the things that people talk the most about when it comes to fertility and infertility is like egg quality and age. That seems to be, from what I've read, the 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 biggest factor yeah. in um, if deter- determining like how difficult it is for a couple to get pregnant yeah um men's age and their quality of sperm also Mm -hmm. has to do with it it's not just on women so like men who take uh, men who are obese they have lower quality sperm um men who i think i think there's something to do with like the the hair products that men use for like Mm. hair thinning can have like an impact and like kind of like really create like the issues with like the motility of sperm Mm -hmm. there's an awesome instagram account i'm i'll try and share it if i remember which one it is and this is a doctor who goes over it's like sperm mondays or something and she is a fertility doctor and she does all these like cultures of sperm and an egg i think she's an ivf doctor and you can see like sperm swimming and she shows like on a on a tray of all the sperm like which one the sperms could actually get the egg pregnant so you have sperms that are just like like they're just like dying like they're not their tails aren't going mm-hmm. and then you can see like healthy sperm so I think there are more discussions about like male fertility and sperm quality, um, that it's not just about the egg and the age of the women. But I do think the older you are, the harder it is to get pregnant after a certain point. And I think that is just like yeah. a fact. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which I actually is, wanted yeah. to pivot the combo again, which is um, just kind of a funny question. If you have to think about like, any of the people you've ever like had a one night stand with or even made out with, hooked up with, who you would absolutely die 
if you got pregnant from like who who was <laughs> I can let's harken back to our early 20s ladies <laughs> I can yeah exactly I can bleep out I'll bleep out names but if <laughs> like is there anyone in particular like particular that you would absolutely die if you found out you were pregnant <laughs> honestly like kind of all of them and, like, <laughs> and I know that maybe. sounds bad and like maybe not all maybe not all but like I'm I'm I did not make great choices when it came to um <laughs> I was seeking all the wrong things and I, I, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I can say anyone specific. I'm gonna have to think about it. Have yeah. I think um, up, Melby? I, I did come up with one and I'm not going to say his name. Um, but I was, I was thinking over our early twenties when we were all going out a lot. Um, yeah. And there was one, one guy who I was like, Oh my God. That would have been a disaster. But after your answer, Sarah, I think they all would have been disasters. Some yeah. long-term relationships, too, would have been disasters. Yeah. God, I'm looking at... I, I like... <laughs> I'm looking at my Google Sheets. So I, like, this, for the first time... We were talking about this earlier. I've never, ever counted sexual partners. I decided actively after, like junior year of college I was like you know what I don't think like this counting it goes back to this judgment right where I feel like yeah what's a good number what's not yeah Yeah, and as a female I feel judged and I don't like I I also think it's a danger zone if you ask you know a partner that question like I I hate that question I don't think it's important I don't think it's relevant I don't think it gets you anywhere I don't think it's really doing anything it's but however (laughs) I decided you know, when I was in New York this winter, you know, I was like, let's just for shits and giggles make a list. I just want to know. So I went, I made a list and there's so many, I think, I think, (laughs) (laughs) can't remember that name. Um, And uh, that guy at home, sweet home. Maybe more not sure is how I end the list, which is terrible. But I also think that, yeah, I think the majority of them, I'm just like, yeah and I, it's, I think talking and they had this conversation between um the girls on the show about the number yeah. and like having a list and looking at it and, mm-hmm. and like kind of looking back on past partners mm-hmm. and i remember steve is like hey i'm a bot tender right and when he has this like high number and, <laughs> and it's it's interesting when you're talking about like making the list and kind of reflecting back on it because i think there is we were, Melissa and I were just talking about this, like the judgment you have on yourself for your past behavior, yes, which exactly. I don't necessarily think is, you know, it's not really bad to judge yourself. But I I think back and like so many of my sexual choices and decisions were fueled by alcohol. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I think I put myself in some risky situations mm-hmm. where I know like, I, I mean, put myself in like, I, I yeah. really never worried about getting um, pregnant because I was always on birth control mm-hmm. just for so long. Um, but mm-hmm. like STDs, like I, mm-hmm. you know, luckily, like I only had HPV, Me like too. nothing, ser- nothing, nothing that was like super, well, I mean, I think all, I don't want to like stigmatize people with STDs, but that like, I, I think I engaged in risky behavior physically and emotionally. Um, and I, yeah. So God thinking about getting pregnant, my God, I never worried about it. Mm-hmm. So to think back, like it just wasn't a possibility, mm-hmm. um, but oh, I don't know. Even getting I, pregnant now I would be so strange. 
I mm. think it's interesting because we were just talking about the kind of judgment uh, associated with. Um, are you looking at your list? <laughs> Sarah, I'm dying. You're looking like, at your list and laughing. I, I, found, you just I found the ultimate person that would die. <laughs> Is it Gibran? <laughs> no, for me. Oh, who? Jibron. I'm gonna. I can't even say. Oh my god, Jibron. I'm gonna type it out. Wait. and I'm gonna show it to. Wait, you. was Jibron okay. the Leban? Lebane. Lebane. He was the yeah. And then we'd always yes. make jokes where it was like, um, Jibron, yeah. you want to join my book club? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jibron, I just had forty oysters. Meet me at Lebane now. <laughs> meet, meet me in the bathroom at Lebane. Yes. When you brought that up on an episode a few episodes ago. Yeah. I started cracking up in my car because I had forgotten about that. And it just like it brought me yeah. back. And I was it's, like, yes, I remember. It was that like Sunday night at LeBay. <laughs> Sunday <laughs> night. And you started been there, like, at two, two days night. before. <laughs> so I had been to LeBain with my twin brother that Friday. Yeah. Went out to Mr. Sunday with Gilly on Sunday, obviously. Yeah. And then went to LeBain again. And it's just I remember that's another, that. another time of and my we, life. And we loved oysters. We the we three loved of us loved oysters. getting oysters. An aphrodisiac. We thought we were the shit. <laughs> Jazz oysters, prosecco. I'm so <laughs> sexual right now. These oysters. <laughs> I'm making no money, but I'm still. Meet me in the handicap bathroom of Le Bain. There's more okay, space yeah. there. Okay, who is the person you're talking about? <laughs> oh Lord. Let me see. Let me see. Now I'm gonna. So I'm going to say this. So that picture is actually the background of my phone when Gilly calls me. It's, it's been that way since college and I won't change it. So that person you just talked about is the background. Wait, Gilly, call, call me and then. Um, wait. Who is this? So whenever she calls me, that guy's face pops up my screen. It's one of those things like if you ever assigned like a picture to somebody on their phone, you just like yeah. don't change it. It's the yeah. same picture like all the time. And I don't know why I never changed that. So huge regret. You know, would rather it would die. You know what? I I will say this. I think he'd be a good dad. Can we change the combo? You brought it up. <laughs> He'd be a good father, Gilly. Give him a chance. You should call him. Like a fucking like really overbearing way. He, yeah, I, this is he true. He would be like but Charlotte. It, he would be Charlotte. Oh my yeah, god, he is this Charlotte. is true. Uh, he, this is true um, in all the worst ways. But I, I, yeah, I mean, I think you know, going back to the the show and Charlotte in particular, um, this episode, I teared up a couple times. Oh, and I did too. At the end, when the girls are at Miranda's mm-hmm. apartment and Samantha is comforting Miranda and then Charlotte sits down and then she says, they, you know, she has like, I'm keeping it, Miranda. And and oh. then Charlotte says, we're having we're a baby. Having and a she's baby. so excited. I, I I started crying. I know. I, I think Jason started cry. crying, too, when he he started tearing up. Our resident statistician, right? um, apparently, th- our friend Heather told us that. He was tearing he was up tearing a little up. bit. Oh, no way. I always tear up in that moment. I do too. I, I love this episode. We're having a baby. We're having a baby. Oh, yeah, and it. Yeah, and I, it's because, and I think it was that first point where I mean, it's it's Charlotte recognizing how you know Miranda is is not going to be alone in this. Like she's not pursuing. They're both their path to motherhood is not typical, mm-hmm. and I think. Um, 
that Charlotte to offer that, yes. you know, sense of familiar, like, we're doing this together. Yeah. yeah, we're doing yeah. this together. I think that's um, why I love this episode yes. so much. It like makes me tear up because it gets back to their friendship. And yeah. I just thought that yeah. was so sentimentally beautiful yeah, that I'm they're all going to raise the child together. And I'm, I don't know if I'm just getting too sentimental right now, but I'm Go just thinking it. like, Sarah, you and Mel B are people I'd feel very comfortable like talking about like really intense, like vulnerable things that I need like a judge mint free zone for just to let you guys know likewise Gilly. Yeah. yeah I mean I, I remember when you were over when I was having a really hard time mm-hmm. in September and like yeah. you got in from that late flight mm-hmm. and I was having such a hard time I'm like you know mm-hmm. I stopped taking Prozac which mm-hmm. was just like it's such a mess when you come off of it mm-hmm. you're like crying like I'm, I mean I was crying like three times a day yeah. it was awful yeah and you just sat with me on the sofa yeah. and I'm just telling you like all oh, my fears I'm like crying to you yeah. and it's like just to have somebody who can like hold space for you yeah. to do that without judgment or fan like you have to say I'm so sorry for doing this. We also you also laugh like, too about how much we, we, laugh. we were laughing and crying. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's we what Dakota's like, night. dear God. We, yeah. had, a we had a similar night, night the other Since night. Gilly's an excellent listener. Oh, and that's so nice. we had a night the other night where I was on the sofa and I was yelling about a previous partner, crying about him, laughing about him. Laughing about Japanese clayware and <laughs> and um, and you just were Scream- I was also screaming. She was screaming too. I was, it was yelling. Our neighbors pissed. were probably really pissed. Yeah, but it's just um, you. to yeah. have someone around that you can do that with is priceless. And that's why we love this show in many ways yeah. because I feel like these four characters. You know, I think they all can, especially Charlotte, kind of you know throw judgment on each other. But at the end of the day like you really see how um much they really care about their friends opinions and also want them to know really like vulnerable things about them even if it can be hard to tell them too all that said do you guys want to have a baby (laughs) together (laughs) what the three of us yes yes raise it a bi-coastal baby bi-coastal um sarah's like I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything. Once. <laughs> I'll try anything once. Um, it's so funny. This is a conversation that's just like really weighs, like having children weighs very heavily mm-hmm. on me. And it's something like I'm always kind of mm-hmm. wanting to talk about with people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm really, I, I'm in the Reddit group fence sitter, you know, where people talk about if they want to have kids or not. And mm-hmm. because there's, it's, I don't think it's – I think there are some people that are like, I want to have a kid. I want to be a mom. Mm-hmm. I, it's Charlotte, right? Like, Charlotte is that mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And so I know a lot of women like that. But mm-hmm. I also know a lot of people like Miranda who are like, fuck. Like, I, I mean, I don't really know. Is this for me? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Samantha and Carrie are also like – they never become mothers. And they live mm-hmm. these, like, beautiful, full lives. And so I think the show really – I think does a good job of depicting – Yeah women and their choices when it comes to children. Well, there I think I, sometimes when we're raised it's assumed like well you're a woman you have to have kids or yeah. like this is something you should want to get pregnant. And I like that they showed Miranda kind of really I, questioning the decision. Really relatable in yes. in the waiting room. And this is oh, right. I also feel yeah, so she's deciding or she's yes. feeling really conflicted whether or not to go through with this and she, you know, they talk about their their scary age, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and in the waiting room, she says, is this my baby? Is this the time? And I think that's like relatable to be confronted with something as you 
also are realizing that you are at an age, a certain age, like mm-hmm. you are finally there and you have to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. And I also, I, I don't know about you guys, but whenever abortion would come up in television shows or movies and the woman wouldn't go through with it, I would get really mad at yes. the, at the storyline. Yes. Like I would yeah. get really mad. And I think this is like one exception when I, look back or rewatching mm-hmm. it and I'm not upset, but I'm sure the first time I saw it, I got mad because I just always feel like it's pushing some kind of moral judgment on, yes. on abortion again. Even if it's yes. brought up, the woman never goes through with it. And I just always want to scream at the TV, just yeah. like go through with it, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. My perspective is always don't go through it. Are you talking go, with abortion? Oh, you're saying I, go I'm through saying the abortion. Get the abortion. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah. I yeah. thought you were saying get to have the baby. No, um, no, no. Do it. Get the abortion. And, I wasn't and you know what? In this instance, I was actually, uh-uh. as I'm older now, I'm. I was relieved that Miranda made that decision because she, I think, archetypically would be the one that's like, I'm not having a baby. I'm a career woman. I'm a lawyer. I'm like nose deep in papers, and I loved. That and it's to this day, it's always kind of perplexed me. Why did she do it? She works so much. And I just loved that whatever doubt or, or you know, unsureness she had or what if she had, I love that it tipped the scale for her. And mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I think for any, you know, anyone listening to this who has like it would be a very easy decision that they would have the child. Like for a lot of women, like the abortion isn't something that they would consider. Like if they got pregnant or in the, for their families, it would be like very important. And I know people like that. I grew up in Michigan where like there's a lot of Catholic people where I grew up. And I have friends who it's like that's not something it would be OK. Like abortion wouldn't be an option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe having the kid and and being in New York, you're yeah. kind of insulated from a lot of different viewpoints. Yeah. Um, and we kind of feel like do what's right for you. Like, I'm not going to bother you. You're not going to bother me. Um, but this is just such a contentious issue in other places and for a reason in which it's like deeply rooted in Christian and religious mm-hmm. values. Yeah. And, you know, I don't hold those. I don't I'm not Christian. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't identify like I'm not religious and I didn't grow up. I grew up in a medical family. So things mm-hmm. like this are very medical. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so I but I can see how if, if you had very strong views like this would be maybe a hard episode to watch. Maybe yeah. you would be watching Sex and the City. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I think it just goes to show that it's not I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. But of, I, I'm glad that they had a discussion about choice, that she had choice, Mm -hmm. that she got to choose because that's what it should be. Well, I think we should wrap up, but I... uh, Let's wrap this abortion talk up. Yeah, I would love to share a Samantha Zinger I have. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Zing it. Which is, you know, Charlotte comes in hot with her Tampax and essentially Samantha's like, I'm sorry, I thought this was brunch, not a fertility seminar. <laughs> yeah, that was my name. Samantha um, Zinger to a fertility seminar. Um, <laughs> I thought that was so great. What are people's thoughts on fashion? I have some fun ones in here. Oh, well, we didn't even get to the Birkin bag. It's 4000 I know. And there's a waiting list. I assumed. Five years. For a bag? It's not a bag. It's a Birkin 
Samantha was never one for waiting in line, so she cut right to the front. Oh, it's, it's not for me. It's for Lucy Liu. I'm her press rep, and I would love for her to carry this bag to a premiere next week. I mean, it's such yeah. a... It, it's actually a kind of boring plot line, I think. Mm-hmm. I found Samantha Unnecessary. It was yeah. unnecessary. I think they just had to fill out the episode, and they wanted to really focus on Miranda and Charlotte. And they wanted Lucy Liu. She's like, and this is the only episode yeah. I can do. I'm only it's, available these dates. <laughs> exactly. And like Charlie's Angels had just come out, I'm sure. And she's yeah. a hot ticket. So they needed Lucy Liu and they needed Lucy Liu to explain that she's from Queens. <laughs> I know. There was a lot of like Carrie did her black scent in this episode. Oh, yeah. She did the like, oh, da, da, da. You're like, yeah. Carrie, no. <laughs> Carrie, please. Yep. Yeah. And Lucy Liu did something similar, too. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think like, she is oh, from no, Queens, right? She I think is. she's actually yeah. from Queens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my God. First off, Lucy Liu is stunning. 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 Oh, And she's in my that gosh. zebra pattern off one or shoulder, one shoulder um, sh- blouse that was so popular in 2000. I had major hair envy in this episode oh, with Lucy oh, Liu. Yeah. We and were talking Charlotte. about this too. Yeah, hair envy all over the place with Carrie, Charlotte, and Lucy Liu. Yeah. yeah. Um, Charlotte's hair was like a Just perfect kind of thickness hair. and no. straightness and it's layers. It's so shiny. It's so shiny and healthy. So smooth. So shiny. Um, but yeah, the Birkin, so I looked it up. So she said the bag is 4K. 4, it was 4K then in like that was 2001. Um, and I think it's like 8,900 now. Ranging between up to like 30K. I mean, like there's a huge range. Are you kidding? But I, we looked but it up. But I tried to find shocked. that bag. We yeah. saw a bag that was... Um, like five hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, half a million dollars. But there are diamonds on them. Oh, are there? Okay. Yeah. They're I tried to find the the red one, like the the exact mm-hmm. same one. Um, and I'm sure I could actually just look up the thing from the episode. I think. I mean, those are expensive fucking bags. I it. I I honestly think it's like sinful to own it. I, I think talking about like you? moral moral judgments. Sinful, I'm judging yeah. people. Who would spend that much on a bag? How can you I work for someone that? who had three of them. Three? <gasps> oh my god! But like, um, even just putting that like on the floor of a restaurant or in a cab on the seat of a cab, like that's so much money, and just have it scuffed up even ever then, so slightly. But you know what? Then again, people work hard, and it is a thing. Like you know what? I- I'm going to take back what I said about judging it. I look at like what guy friends I know and like my current partner, my dad, what they spend on watches and it's the yeah. same shit. Yeah. Like people work if hard you and money, if, you, if you have the money and you've worked hard, like why not? I don't have the money and I do work hard. So I'm kind of like, who <laughs> should buy that? Yeah. You know, I, I, I got to do the real, real, like, you know, easy to me um, to put that much onto an object, which you then have to like care for like that. You, that is functional. I think the functional aspect is what stresses me out. Yeah, I mean, but then on your wall, but but think about this then. Yeah, so do you think that, like, if someone spent like, you know, 20K on a piece of art? Well, I think if it's on a wall, I don't know. It's like, it's protect. I think it's like protected, but you're wearing it out. You're just thinking about the, like, the danger to falling in the toilet, falling on the subway tracks. I don't know. If I had a penny or if I had a nickel for every time someone told me about 
throwing their Birkin bag in a toilet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? I'd have one nickel. But, okay, I would have um, no money. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, was, yeah. I was really shocked when she said it was 4K. We both were like, that can't be. It's too Yeah, it just seemed so low. It, yeah, yeah, that was that was too low. Um, <laughs> Goddamn inflation. inflation. And then we saw yeah. that um, you could buy a Birkin bag on Walmart.com. Yeah, Walmart.com has... I don't truly understand. Walmart.com has the weirdest things on there. You can buy a $22,000 Birkin bag on Walmart.com. I don't I understand. I don't know. Walmart's amazing. Walmart's <laughs> I'm just amazing. Kidding. I'm kidding. I actually really do not like Walmart. Yeah, I don't no, like it. Not at all. I went to my first one because when I moved to Jersey... And it was like you walked into an Amazon storefront. Like, it was Ooh. crazy. Like, all oh. just shit everywhere. I mean, oh, you can I, find a lot of stuff. I think it's such a depressing store. It's so the, depressing. The lighting yeah. is so bad there. But whereas Target, I'm so put at ease. I can literally <laughs> take a shit in the bathroom of a Target. You know, I love Target. <laughs> I think I would go into you a do. Target. You love Target. To take I a shit. love Target. Oh, God. Yeah. No, Target is great. I was in one yesterday. Like, all my clothes I was in are Michael's like yesterday, too. I had some great shopping. Yeah. Um, it all okay, sounds so, weird in Michael's. Though. Um, it's the crafts. It's the, the pine cones. Um, fashion. Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. Fashion. Tons of hits. Tons of misses. I really did not like Carrie wearing that bandana on her head. She <laughs> oh, ridiculous. So bad. She did so bad. What I did love though was um, Carrie's terry cloth tube. Dress. Uh, Those were very popular. Pizza. I think yes, the yeah. pink, there was something yeah. very practical about that too. You like you spill wipe some your grease hands on, on, yeah. on yourself. You yeah. wipe your terry cloth shirt. <laughs> I would love if she had just taken the dress to dab it on it instead of yeah. the napkin because she was like dabbing her oil. <laughs> it's like let me just put this pizza on my dress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I so I don't know. Um, one of my fashion hits for the episode is I, I loved her last outfit when she had like the beige cream yes. ensemble mm-hmm. like the flowy yes. top the really cute flared mm-hmm. leather horse pants and like mm-hmm. the little jacket like it was a really fun mm-hmm. mix of prints and like minimalist mm-hmm. Mi- mm-hmm. minimal kind of clothing um mm-hmm. so that was my yeah and I liked Aiden's fun shirt like I thought Aiden looks look great Aiden has He's the most great. fun shirt so I put on on the list, Aiden's barking dog shirt for that pub, uh-huh. that pub that's on ninety fourth and third. Like mm-hmm. I just yeah. loved that they paid homage to that place. Yeah, and I yeah. just like love a guy in life with like an ironic t shirt. So I thought that was great. Yeah, and then Carrie also had that kind of Madonna look when she was in the bathroom. She has the schoolgirl skirt, extension, slutty schoolgirl. Yeah. Oh, the, the extensions white kind of- were unreal. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about those. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, this was a great episode. Overall great episode. Loved Lucy Lou's no makeup makeup look. God. Well, I mean, we were, we, were stunning. we were just saying she is stunning. And I wanted to look at like what she looks like now, you know, 20 years later. She looks just as beautiful. She's, oh, wow. she's I don't want to, I, I don't know if we should be saying like she's aged beautifully. I mean, I guess you can say that. I don't know. Yeah. Is that ageist or whatever? Um, she looks beautiful. She's beautiful skin, beautiful yes. hair. Um, yeah, and then we had one more call out, which is Mir- Miranda's looking a lot better in the series now. She's this strawberry blonde kind of bob instead of like yeah. the bright red ass Peter Pan mm-hmm. pixie. They're growing the hair out; it's growing. Yeah, she, it worked really well with yes. that purple power suit. Yes, she's rocking. She's been rocking the cuff, like a cuff kind of bracelet situation. 
she loves that. That that comes up many times in the series. I'm curious if she has like a tattoo they're trying to cover because she always has a cuff on. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because like she wouldn't be someone who would have a tattoo like that character. Yeah. Um, But she always, if you look, always has like a big bangle or bracelet. Yeah. Um, not all the it. time, but a lot of the time. Yeah. Um. All right. We got to do yeah. this rating. What are we feeling? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Okay. Let's All right. I'm going to write mine down so I am not I'm going to write mine sweet. down okay. as well. I'm going to give the honors. We're going to give the honors oh. to our guest. Thank you. Mel B. to save How her. do okay. I do this? It's out of five. Okay. It's out of five. Manolo it can be Blahnik. any sort of decimal point. We'd like to do um, in the 0.25 ranges. So 0.25, 0.5, 0.75. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are we doing it all at once or am I doing it first? You're going to share first and then Sarah so vulnerable. Yeah, go for it. You got it. We won't judge you. 4.5. Great. Sarah, ready? Three, two, two, one. One. Five. 4.5. Okay, oh. I went five. I thought we were all going to leave five, but I guess not. <laughs> I, I, I I went five. Um, I'm not going to doubt it. I'm just going to stick with my don't five. Don't guess it. I went 4.5 yes. because of the Samantha plotline. Oh, I just thought it was, right. you know, it detracted a little bit. I understand why it had to be there. I just didn't enjoy it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but I felt just annoying. like a random. Had that not been there, it would be a five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but okay, so next week we have ep- season four, episode twelve. Just say yes. Um, yeah. Great episode, and I believe we have Bunny back in this next episode. Um, so yeah, so but Melissa, thank you so much for coming on and being thank part you for of the having pod. me. This was amazing. I've been looking forward to this so much, and I'm also glad that I could be included in season four because I think it's one of the. It's best. a good one. It's, it's so good. Such a good season. All right. All right, guys. Um, We'll see you next week. See you next see week, you, our, little, you. our little... Our little babies. Our little coulda, woulda, shoulda. Our little, little eggs. <laughs> <laughs> <It's terrible. laughs> Bye. Bye.